Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Game Global Podcast, hosted by Kieran Callum. This episode of the Game Global Podcast was actually recorded by me and Joe Elvin quite a while ago. Either way, it's excellent for you to listen to because it features... The two of us just talking about how we went from shy, retiring losers to the powerful alpha males you see today. There's loads and loads and loads of great gems of value. So listen up, listen up, enjoy and take care. We know this, um, that confidence is a big thing for attracting women because that's a big reason we got into learning this stuff in the first place, right? It's the only reason. (laughs) (laughs) That's specifically the reason. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if women didn't exist, then I wouldn't be here. I see. Mm. Well, because you wouldn't be born. Well, that too. <laughs> that too. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, both of us, we had a period in our lives where we were pretty not very good. Is that terrible? Should we say terrible? I would say shit. Fucking terrible. Yeah. Like, just did not have a fucking clue what the hell we were doing, and it was just atrocious. Basically, we started learning about building confidence and things like that, and um, it helped us. We're a lot better now than we used to be, definitely. So we thought we would go into depth about like our journeys with that, into depth, where we came from, mm. what we did to change, mm. where we are now uh. with Z ladies, as uh. you would say. Of course, Z ladies. <laughs> so let me ask you first, Kieran. Uh. What were you like with girls when you was a teenager? Uh, when I was a teenager, Jesus Christ, what was I like? If, when, it's funny, as we record this, I'm going to go to a reunion of people that I was in my class with in secondary school, who I've not seen for like 10, 15 years now. But anyway, there was girls in my class at secondary school who I fancied them. I couldn't even talk to them at all. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Like... And in no way, shape or form did I think it was even remotely possible for me to show them that I like them. My natural assumption was that if I like a girl, she doesn't like me. It was, it was, I didn't even question it. I literally didn't even question it. It was, it was as real to me as is the sky blue. It was like, of course she doesn't like me, of course. So that meant that whenever I was around the girl who I did like, I was... (laughs) (laughs) I was yeah. I wish they could see your face. <laughs> if you just, I I I was weird, just weird, you know. Like everything I was thinking, or ev- yeah, everything that I thought I was saying, I was like, nah, she's not gonna like this. She's not gonna like that. How am I supposed to stand? What am I supposed All to right, do? So a lot of 60, 15, 60 year olds are fucking. Weird. Most of them feel mm. like that. So let's get let's go to like eighteen, nineteen. What did anything change then? Not really. You know, pretty much the same shit. Oh, uh. well, although the only thing is, when I was eighteen, nineteen, I discovered alcohol and I discovered that oh shit, if I drink, it makes it easier for me to talk to people. Yeah. But even then, it was it was still shit. Like. Like I was drinking, drinking and fucked, but I was actually so insecure that the alcohol didn't really help. Like I still couldn't, still couldn't talk to girls. I remember being in clubs with girls and I was like dancing with them. And my friend's like, Kieran, like kiss her. She wants you to kiss her. And I was like, no, I can't because what if she just, you know, even though she's here and she's dancing with me and we're pressed against each other, she probably is just being nice. And if I try to kiss her, she's going to hate me. No, like nothing really changed except for the fact that at that period, 
even to just actually be able to utter a few words to a girl, I had to be fucked off my face. And even then, I was still a bit weird. But if I wasn't fucked off my face, and Jesus Christ, like, I couldn't do it at all. Okay. Mm. Um, with me, definitely, like, in school, 15, 16 years old, just like, no, nothing's happening, man. And obviously, looks, you, you think that when we'll go into this in more depth uh, later, but, like, back when I'm 15, 16, like, I'm not good looking enough. Mm. I had loads of spots and stuff. I don't know, like, college, it, I wasn't as much of a hard case as what it sounds like you was. And, you know, you get with girls at parties and clubs and stuff. Not as much as I would have liked. But the alcohol thing, obviously, only wouldn't even dream of talking to a girl if I wasn't hammered. So that we have the same um, experience there. Oh, yeah, because, you know, you're not good enough, are you? And you need the alcohol to make you better. Yeah. yeah. And it was only, like, in my mid-20s, I had, like, a breakup. And that sort of changed everything for me. But we'll go into that in more depth. Depth. <laughs> <laughs> in, more, in more, as Americans would say, detail. Yeah. Yeah, more detail. Later. Mm. I was like, Kieran, what, what, when, when did things change for you and what happened? Things changed. I guess they started changing at the age of 19 when I discovered Dave D'Angelo's Double Your Dating. And then I read that book. I can't even remember how I came across it. I'm just surfing the net and I come across his website and it's like, everything you know about women is wrong. I was like, really? And then there was a little sample. There was a sample of the book. Maybe it was a thousand words. I read that. I was like, ah, this is interesting. So I bought it. Now, back then, I didn't really have much money, so I probably had, like, £18 in my bank account. But I spent that money, I bought the book, and I read that entire book yeah. over the course of one night. Like, I devoured it. And then again and again and again, and I was like, oh, my God. So what were, like, some of the, like, mind-blowing epiphanies? Like, that being cocky and funny was attractive to women. That you're actually... You're not meant to be, like, the, the good guy in a romantic comedy. That actually, like... If you are in control of yourself and your own power, that's what women want. And that, oh shit, a girl isn't going to kiss you unless you kiss her first. So, who, who, what is the good guy in a romantic comedy? What, well, you know, like? like, he's really nice. He's, an, he's a really good guy and he's very intelligent. He's a good guy. He probably wears glasses, but he's a bit, ner- <laughs> he's, he's a bit nervous in, like a, in a sweet and endearing way. And he's probably a bit clumsy yeah. as well. You know, he's not yeah. like very suave or anything. And he's... he's He's a bit lacking in confidence. He's ultimately a good guy. Like Hugh Grant in every film ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, he's he's not a loser, but he's on the loser spectrum, but he's not a loser. He's like, slightly. Yeah. Slightly. You know what I mean? But ultimately a nice guy, you know? The kind of guy that you would trust to take your sister out on a date. Because let's, you, let's you know... Let's some examples of films, like The Fat Guy in Hitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. Fat Guy in Hitch. Um, what else? What else? What kind of Tom Hanks with Cameron Diaz? Uh... Oh, oh, Tom Hanks with Meg Ryan in Sleepy, Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, there's another one. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Nice there's guy. a film called Coming to America, right? And Eddie Murphy's in that. I think I might have mentioned this before. Eddie Murphy is actually the prince of a fictional African country called Zamunda, and he goes to America to find his wife. Anyways, he's pretending to be a poor guy. He's pretending to be poor because he wants a woman he meets to actually love him for him and not because he's a prince. While he's pretending to be poor, he falls in love with this woman and this woman has a boyfriend. Her boyfriend is a total jerk. And there's a line her boyfriend says in the film, I'll never forget it, which he goes, you know what a man wants? Sorry, you know what a woman wants? She wants a man to take charge and tell her what to do. 
And Eddie Murphy is looking at him like you absolute fucking pig. How could you say such a terrible, atrocious thing? And I saw that and it's like that I believed that. I was like, yeah, like women don't want a man to take charge. No, that's wrong. Because then you'd be like a rapist. Women are women are equals, and therefore she wants you to do something. She will say, she will say, and if she doesn't say, it's because she doesn't want to. So don't like push yourself on her. No, wait for her to explicitly let you know that she wants you to do something. That's the kind of shit I had going on in my head. Yeah. So the reality of there's there's like a spectrum, right? Of like pushy wife beater, Mm. and then nice guy like doormat mm. but so you're saying it's like what women actually want is definitely not a doormat mm. it's not a wife beater but it's more it's, it's someone who's assertive yeah assertive but not to the point where he's making her do things she doesn't want yeah well the thing is this is the truth women want a man to take charge and they do for instance if you are gonna go out on a date with a girl and she says, what do you want to do? And you go, I don't know, what do you want to do? She's not going to like that. <laughs> she wants you to have a firm idea of what you're going to do. And she just wants you to tell her where to go. That's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. That's what she wants. She doesn't want to have to kiss you first. She wants you to kiss her. So she can feel, oh, he kissed me. Oh. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't want to ask you to marry her. She wants you to ask her. There you go. I see. Hmm. Yeah. She doesn't want to fuck you. She wants you to fuck her. Got it. You know, stop me if I'm wrong. No, I'm not going to stop you. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Can I go into detail? In, in, into into my detail. Story? Yes. yes. Go into detail. Okay. So, like I said, like, just, just the average guy, really. Like, getting girls here just and an there. Just an average Joe. Just an average Joe, really. <laughs> like, getting girls here and there when I was drunk. Um, <laughs> fine. Yeah. Um, no problems. Um, met a girl who I really liked. Uh, like was with her for a couple of years moved in together uh, like <laughs> the side tangent a bit but isn't it funny like how you look back at your ex-girlfriends you never you never see them like physically like oh she was so hot like because something bad like especially if they did something bad to you mm. you see them in like a different light you know what I mean well yeah I mean with me with all of my exes it's like after I've been with a girl for a while I actually stopped caring about her looks anyway. Yeah. Because, like, looks to me only... Well, I mean, like, they matter, but I only care when the girl's fresh. Once a girl's been around for a while, it's like the looks don't impress me anymore. Yeah. But I, I, think, I think when you fall out with anyone, you only you start your brain only starts to see their bad sides, whereas if you're in love with them, you only see their good sides and it, and it hides the bad things. So mm. I'm just like, this girl's tits are fucking amazing. She's good at smiling. But but now like, I look at her just like, uh, she, like what was I even thinking? Point is, this girl we were like happy. We moved in together, uh, and then it basically it all went downhill and ended up with her cheating on me uh, and obviously leaving the house. Um, and like, I didn't even know it at the time. I didn't even know it, Kieran. But it really just had a massive impact on my whole uh, personality. Are you aware of like the poison drip? Mm. So, like, the last six months of, like, the relationship was just so unhappy. Like, I should have just ended it, man. But we lived together and I couldn't afford to rent on my own. And so, even in the relationship, like, I was slowly changing into becoming, like, less confident, more of a doormat. And then when it was over and I had to go back into, like, the, the cold, hard world of being single. Well, that's how I saw it at the time, yeah? 
Um, and no, man, it was just nothing, nothing on the radar because, like, and this is w what we're going to teach people. And if you've already heard the course, this is what we have taught people. Like, rather than going up to girls and being like happy in yourself and in a good mood and like spreading the fun, like, no, Heartbreaker Joe wasn't doing that. He was going up to girls in a way like, please. <laughs> Please, can you just be my girlfriend and end this pain? I just need to replace. Please love me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please just love I me. Mean, that was obviously the sub. That wasn't my pickup line. Mm. That was the subtext. <laughs> that was the subconsciously. And women can read that shit, man. And that's why, if you know, before buying this course, you're going up to girls and you're saying the same shit that your mates who do get girls say, but it's just not working for you. Yeah, it's because of this subtext. Mm. Whereas they can read what's really going on like mm. 7% of communication is verbal everything else is all in your fucking body language and mm. stuff like that mm. so that's what was happening with me uh. and I didn't even know it mm. so I was like fuck what the heck what the fuck is going wrong I don't really know and the turning point for me um kind of similar to you I don't remember like the, the, uh, like there was a book called The Game which is kind of silly but I read that uh, and then other stuff online um, I remember there was like after reading all that I stumbled across this like event in London um, and they don't do it anymore they stopped doing it years ago um, and basically it was like uh, it was called the Saturday Sarge and um, basically it was people like dating coaches we can show you how to meet a woman in the middle of the street and it's a free event and we're just gonna we're just gonna fucking show you how to do it come join and I was just like so cute I just the curiosity got the better of me it wasn't as if just like this is the answer to my problems I was just like holy shit this sounds crazy I've, I've got to go see this and I did it I remember it was like a January in London I just moved to London like a week before or something and um, it was like kind of like drizzling like raining it was like like 50% rain like it was not good weather and like the, the geezer was like right come like me and two other like losers like come we're, we're going to show you how to do it who's done this before like none of us had ever done anything like I was and he's like right this is what you're going to say and he'd give us like this line that's going to make them stop and I was just like this isn't going to work man it's not going to work but it did work well it worked to the point where she stopped and then she smiled and we had a pleasant conversation and then she was like oh anyway I have to go and I was like okay <laughs> and I was just like oh my gosh this is the coolest shit ever. I, like, I think I called her hot or something and she said thanks but I've got a boyfriend and I was like wow like you could do that this is amazing yeah and I think I told you this story actually like I went to the same event like the next week and there was this chick man she was so she was just my type just my type and like sporty looking like kind of tall like long legs like a ballerina she's she's just stood there so I go up and say like the line <laughs> that I learned and she was like loving it and then her parents were there as well I was like I, I didn't know at the time and I was just like oh nice to meet you sir like <laughs> or whatever and then I got that it turned out she was like a model alright I got that girl's number in front of her dad and I was just like holy shit this shit is the coolest shit I've ever seen <laughs> just like so excited and so happy and uh, like, I, like I called her and she answered and she's like I'm hungover and like she never went out but still I was just like 
so bought in to to like this. And the, the people who was on this thing, they they read a lot about dating advice as well. Um, and yeah, I was pretty much that's. I just kept practicing that shit, and like I stopped drinking and and doing it in the nightclubs as well because like. Sort of what they say is like, oh, if you do, if you go out fucking sober, then you remember what went well and what didn't, and you can see, you can see why the girls don't like you or why they do like you. And I was like, wow, and I just, yeah, I just started doing that, and I never looked back, really. So, uh, I mean, they call this right. I'm sure a lot of the listeners would have heard of the pickup artist community, but I don't know. There's there's a lot of like. Um, negative connotations around that phrase why do you think that is um i think because the idea is that people see quote-unquote pickup artists as being guys who are tricking women so you go out there and you trick a woman into getting into bed with you and the funny thing is like say you're not being yourself you know you're not being number one you're not being yourself and number two you're like you're using manipulation tactics and whatnot to get that girl into bed. And the thing is that there is some truth to it. Like the old school version of pickup, where you'd go in with all of these canned lines and the routines and blah blah blah. Like when that guy said to you, "Oh, here's the line you're going to use," and then you went in there and you yeah. use a line. Yes, I suppose you're being deceptive to that extent. But number, firstly, the pickup artist community isn't like that at all anymore. And number two, even if it was, that's actually dating anyway. Like, people aren't honest in dating. So, all pickup artists do, and when I say like the traditional version of a pickup artist, all they're basically doing is like, it's a scientific, more scientific version of what men have been doing for <laughs> I don't know how many centuries and what women do anyway. For instance, when you meet a woman in a club, she has done everything she can do to make herself look artificially better looking than she actually is. None of that shit's real, right? She's got like the heels on which like accentuate her calf muscles. She's wearing makeup. She's wearing a push-up bra. She's done her hair. That's not actually as attractive as she is and she knows that. So she, she's like actually a 7 out of 10. She has basically, like, artificially augmented herself to be a 9 out of 10. So you go, oh. <laughs> but then, right, you come up with some lines to artificially augment yourself, and all of a sudden you're a bad person. But it's okay when she does it, which is what women do all the time. So there's that with regards to the old school pickup. But with regards to new school stuff, actually, well, firstly, what? What happened with the old school pickup is you had guys who didn't know what the fuck they were doing and then started learning all of these lines. But then after a while, people realised that the lines that they were trying to learn were actually like symptoms of a type of personality that women actually find attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, what do women actually find attractive? Yeah. So now it's actually all about learning to become a better man. Yeah, can I interrupt? Mm. Um, absolutely. So when I was like the, this heartbroken guy and then this coach that I met in London, he was like, oh, here's the fucking line that makes it work. That was something to hold on to. Mm. It's like, well, now I know what... To, and that, that and then obviously the, the reaction was like, girls like fucking smile and they stop. And that helps build confidence. So I think to have that when you're first starting out and you're really not confident at all to have something like that is actually really useful but what you're saying is right it's like it's not it's not your real personality it's sort of like fake it till you make it and um eventually once you get to the point where you realize oh i can just be myself and i don't have to use these lines that is like 
a major, major milestone. Do you think people can use lines until the point where they don't need them anymore? Because that's not what happened with me. So I'm asking, is that something that you think is possible? What no, happened? no, no. Well, what I think is it helps... Because, I mean, this is what we say in the course, right? Is that ultimately, guys who are just confident in themselves, and they, to an extent, they do, they do fine with girls because they show all the things, mm. such as... Make make decision making, such as like being confident, humor, uh, humor, uh, good being, body language, being unstifled, mm. being like the life of the party. Uh. Th- these are the main things mm. which y- you just learn, and you realize like <laughs> like the lines are like a starting point. Um, and uh, like I said, I don't think anyone fucking teaches that shit anymore. Certainly, I wouldn't recommend that they did. Mm. But if you are an absolute beginner. It's something. It's something <laughs> to get you started. Are you right? Because you said sixteen-year-old Kieran. It, it, God, what would he have done for just a line that would have made a? You know what I mean? Mm. It's just something, and then you, you, you grow past that. You you realise like the inner, like foundational, like the principles of what makes a man attractive, and then you you can just go from there. I I remember. Like the, the first the first time, like I realised that, just like oh, I just, what if I just went up and said hi, <laughs> and then wait a minute, the girl kind of likes me anyway, and it's just like that is like amazing. Yeah. To be honest with you, um, pretty much all of the guys that I talk to who are like oh, like give me some sort of help and advice with women, they all say the same thing. Hey, what line? Like what, what? The guy at the weekend Yeah Didn't, didn't he say that Yeah 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 yeah. that's what they all Explain say Explain what happened Hold on guy at the weekend The guy at the weekend And he We was by the um, Kebab shop mm. Eating our chips mm. Yes Yes That's exactly right Yeah 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 That was the The Asian guy right Yeah With the the London accent Yes Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay so yeah So we're We've been to a club Or a discotheque <laughs> As I used to say Back in the day And then uh, we stood outside, we bought ourselves some kebab meat and chips, not the healthiest food in the world, but we did buy it, so what can you do? And some guy walks by, and there's a couple of girls, he goes, oh man, look at those girls, man. Oh, yeah, they're really fit. So we turn around, we say, well, go and talk to them. He's like, no, man. He told us to go talk, didn't he? Did he? He was like, you two should go talk to them. And then I guess he would have got to just swanned in afterwards. No, 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 he, he was too scared to do it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he was just simply too scared to do it. And he... he I my recollection of it is this: he goes look at those girls, right? And then I said, me or you said, go talk to him. He's like, oh no, no, like I, man can't do that, innit? Man can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm shy. I'm shy. I was like, I I think, the so then lines. either he said you talk to them, or we said, you know what, we will talk to them to show you how you know it's possible. It's like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then you went and spoke to the girls, and you were there talking to them, and then I was there saying to him like. And he's like, oh, but what, what line did he use? Like, it doesn't matter what line he used, man. Just go in there and be yourself and just have some sort of fun. And while you were talking to those girls, I was there with him. I was like, mate, you got to realise, right? This is your life. Like, you've just seen those girls and you're too scared to talk to them. Are you, are you really, are you happy and content to know that this is the person that you are? That you can see two girls that you want to talk to, but you're too much of a pussy, so you're going to stand around, you know, in the distance, skulking away in the shadows while other people are living the life you want to live. And he's like, oh, thank you, man, thank you. I like you, man, I like you. So, like, he knew I was speaking sense, but he still wasn't going to go and talk to the girls. Yeah. 
with anything. So, I mean, con- congratulations for, for taking action and buying this course, right? Because this is going to, oh, if yeah. you follow it properly, mm. that's going to help you to mm. change. Massively. Massively. Um, Massively. Is, with this guy, um, like, it's never going to get easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we said this so many times in the course itself, right? Like, it's never going to get easier unless you go in and just expose yourself to it. And we've provided like a means where you can do that step by step by step by step and it's a lot easier. But the point is, when we was demonstrating these challenges, we still had like, in, I can only speak for myself, but we still had the just like the figure, the muscle with the head like saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And then luckily we've just trained ourselves just to do it, just to ignore it and do it anyway. Like numb ourselves mm. to that voice. Yeah, yeah, like when we did stand-up comedy on the tube, even though that was you doing the stand-up, I was nervous. I was nervous filming you. I was like, oh my God, they can see me filming. Like, what are they going to yeah. think? Are they going to think we're weird? Blah, blah, blah. You know, when we did the happy hour talking to strangers thing, me jig me, I was nervous walking up to those girls because I thought, oh, okay. Like, if I, I'm on camera now, so I kind of have to pull this off, don't I? Yeah. And if I don't pull it Joe off... Joe won't they, think cool. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> So if I don't pull it off, oh, for fuck's sake, all right, well, you know, let's just let's just go in and do it. Yeah, but, you know, the fears don't go away, so one has to dive in. Yeah, so so we obviously, we've obviously both stumbled across this, like, advice on the internet. I know what a lot of it says. It's like, this is the, the advice, but you ain't going to get any better unless you put it into action, right? Mm. Mm. Like, you can't just read the fucking book. I've never read that book w dating oh, yeah. i'm guessing he's not like you can't just read it and then you'll be better you have to actually practice mm. and i guess it's it's kind of unromantic it's very unromantic right well, to, to the thought that you have to practice talking it, to girls it, to get better yeah but it's it's life isn't it it is unromantic but would yeah. you say like girls don't they don't want that they don't but tough yeah. Like, literally tough, because at the end of the day, they live in a world where they're told how to attract men. They all fucking know what to do. Now, whether or not they choose to do it is a different thing, but every girl knows, okay, what do if I wanted to have every man in the world fantasise about me, what would I have to do? Yeah. Like, not, it ain't going to take her too long to figure it out. Okay, I need to get <laughs> really hot. All right, yeah. how do I do that? All right, well, let's sort out my clothes. Okay, let's go hit the gym, definitely diet. She knows what to fucking do. Yeah. They know. No one tells... No one tells men shit. In fact, we get lied to. They just see. Oh my god, it's true. We get lied to. I was going to say we just expected to know. Uh, we expected to know, but we get lied to through those films that we said. Yeah, you actively get lied to. There you go. So you know what? Women can shut up on that one. Like tough. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh no, it's not romantic. Oh, tough. Cool. So (laughs) let me ask you this then. Um, Just just to the the closing section. Um, so obviously we've all we've both spent a bit of time like reading about this and then like practicing and then seeing what works and stuff. Um, what what is like maybe the two or three biggest epiphanies you've had about dating in the last say five years? Um, honestly, I think the biggest one is what we just spoke about, which is is not really what you say; it's how you say it. Like, that's the biggest one. Or, you know, like, the whole concept of self-amusement, which is pretty much the same thing, really. Actually, yeah, okay, two biggest ones. Not what you say, but how you say it. I.e., doesn't really matter if you have lines per se. It's more about you and the kind of personality that you have. And my cousin is a good example of this. Like, he's very funny, but he says stuff that isn't actually funny. It's, like, literally just the emphasis he puts into his words, which actually makes you laugh. But 
if you actually had it written down on a piece of paper, there's nothing fucking humorous about it whatsoever. There's that. But then there's also, again, the concept of self-amusement, i.e. that rather than trying to impress the girl and say, I am telling you a joke, I hope that you laugh at my joke, please laugh at my joke because it would make me feel better as a person. You're actually just telling the joke because you find it funny. And that was, when I learned that, that was like, oh, 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 interesting. Okay. And like that concept worked massively for me, like massively, 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 massively. Oh, and another one as well, like holding your frame as well. So frame being like, so those who don't know, frame is like, if I think, let's say I think I am the best boxer in the world. And Joe thinks he's the best boxer in the world. So we both get into a discussion about it. And we have a frame. My frame is that I'm the best. And his is that he's the best. And we, whoever's frame is strongest will eventually win. And the other one will start to have cracks. And like we'll start to doubt ourselves because the other person's frame was so strong. And then eventually one of us would be like, oh, I am the alpha male. So do and, an example with girls. Oh, it's just literally the way, the way it works with me is like there are times when I'd be out on a date with a girl and... I would I wouldn't know what to say, right? And like because I didn't know what to say, I would get like a little bit nervous and awkward and yeah. then I'd start to have like weird body language and shit. Once I learned frames, what I'd do is like if I didn't know what to say, I would honestly just push myself to feel and look confident even though I had no fucking clue what to say. Yeah. But then I would like ride it out because a girl would look at me and go, uh, but like, oh well he looks confident so obviously this is okay. <laughs> obviously like this is okay. Well, you just sit there in silence. Yeah. Like well I mean like it, it might last like five seconds or ten seconds or something. Yeah. But because I was a getting all weird and introverted, oh. like she would think that like maybe the issue was about her. Yeah. And then because you thought the issue was about her, not about me, like we still ended up having sex that night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because oh, I was able to subtle. ride it out. Yeah, so but mate, I'm telling you, like that's what I know. It's like, okay, fuck, I'm feeling uncomfortable, but but do not show it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like believe in yourself, believe in yourself. You're the man, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Like, cool. Keep it up. So um <laughs> before I go into another frame example, the video in the course where we're talking to lampposts. Mm. Okay? Mm. Think back about how you felt when you saw us talking to the lamppost. Maybe you thought you found it oddly compelling, even though what we were talking about was complete bollocks, mm. right? Mm. Because of mm. the things we taught, which we also teach in the course, about like uh, the way we believe in what we're saying, our body language, the way, uh, like, basically what we're saying, we, we believe that it's cool and funny, even though we're just chatting shit to a lamppost, right? That's what you're saying with... As long as you've got those principles, which we teach when you're talking to a girl, she will buy into the frame yeah. where this guy is interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh. That's, that's the best example I could think of. Like, the girl's frame is like, this guy's stupid. Like, which, to be honest, probably is her default if she's hot. Mm. Like, who the fuck is this clown? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my frame is, uh, the, I'm the shit. Mm. I'm Joe, Gung Ho Joe. What's, what's up? Mm. I'm a pimp, right? And then she'll be like, rah, 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 that's stupid, like what we call a shit test, yeah? Mm. And then because my frame is so strong, eventually she, she caves in, like, oh, oh wait, maybe oh, he, is yeah, cool. he is cool. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, that, that's cool. the basics of it, right? Mm. It's a bit more that depth. That is effectively it, yeah. Cool. Um, 
uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, my epiphany uh, was sort of the same as yours. Whereas, yeah, 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 yeah. So I learned that the stuff we teach, such as strong body language, such as powerful, confident voice, um, <laughs> that's literally it. And oh, days like I, I like I'm probably told that I think I said this in the course as well. Like I remember this one time, I just I just went for a phase of going up to girls and being like, whatever kind of dress she's wearing, I just say it, blue dress. <laughs> She'd be like, what, what? And I'm just because I think that's funny. Because yeah, yeah, I'm just like blue what? dress is is hot. What? Like those were those are my fucking lines. Yeah. Or, or like the stuff we mentioned in the the course about like the KFC cards or pulling the girl telling her that my, I iron my shirt myself stuff like that mm. just as long as you get the stuff down that we taught in the course you can say whatever you want and it's so it's like it's like freedom and it's so fun it's just so much fun it's brilliant so that was my main epiphany okay last question for you Kieran mm. is what are your future goals with like successful women and, and confidence eh well my future goals with successful women is to basically settle down can't I personally can't be asked with the running around after girls and all that sort of malarkey anymore you yeah, know I'm actually 36 now and <laughs> yeah I feel like I've exited I've either exited or I'm exiting that period so I have a girlfriend and Provided everything continues to go well, then we're probably going to have a kid within the next year or two. Um, however, as for confidence, why well, my goals are confidence, really? You know what I think my goals are for confidence? This is going to sound like a little bit soppy and cheesy now. Yeah. My goals are confidence. Well, at some point, like I said, I'm going to have children. And I, when I have my son slash daughters, I'm going to make sure that they do not grow up with the insecurities that I did. And I am going to put a lot of effort into making sure that I instill them with, like, not only, like, you know, morals and values and ethics and don't steal and blah, 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 but also, like, how to persevere when times are hard. And you know what? Believe in yourself. You're actually a great human being. Oh, and by the way, son, like, women really like confidence, right? So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you see these 12 or 13 year old girls, I'm telling you, right? I'm telling you, like, just go in there and know that whatever you have to say is fucking awesome. And I swear to God, I swear to God, you'll get there. Like, stuff like that. that those are my future goals. Mate, that's amazing. Mm. And, like, the mother of your children mm. is going to be so grateful mm. that you took the time to fucking learn that shit. Yeah. And that she didn't have the, the kids with, like, 16-year-old Kieran. <laughs> like, yeah. There you go. And, yeah. So, like, we mentioned earlier, like, oh, girls don't like guys who had to work on it. Like, fuck, the other option is to for you to be an absolute yeah, like, well, what, loser what, who doesn't know yeah, that what, stuff. What, what do Those are two options, then? guys. Yeah. So... The mother of your future children, listeners, mm. they're going to be fucking pleased that you bought this course and you followed it if you do follow it. So please follow it from day one to day 28. It's going to fucking help. Yeah. The thing is, like, they won't, they might not necessarily approve while you're learning, but once you've learned, they'll be fucking glad that you did. Fucking glad. But, My uh, goals are different to yours. <laughs> yeah. For now. Mm. Um, so, as you may know. Hashtag man whore. <laughs> it's not even like that. I was going to say something a bit deeper than that, oh, yeah. Kieran. So, Lafaria. I've, listen, I've been traveling. I'm going to group confidence and women into one thing. Mm. I've been traveling the world solo since November of last year. It's now August 
of this year. <laughs> and so, here's the thing, right? Would I have even had the balls to do that if I hadn't been on the journey which we've explained in this podcast? And even if I did, would I? Would it have been as fun as it has been already? Like, if I didn't have, like, yeah, girls is a part of it, Kieran, okay? Like, would I have met as many hot girls on my travels? Would I have met as many people? Would I have had as many fun experiences if I hadn't, you know, worked on myself and learned this stuff? The answer is no. And the answer is also no for you. Like, unless you can improve, then the results you're getting now with women and with life aren't going to improve either. True. It's true. Yeah, definitely. So th- those are my goals. Uh, just to keep, I'm, I'm going to go back. To, I'm in London for a couple of weeks to help Kieran make this course. Um, I'm leaving next week. And my goals at the moment is just to keep having just the most awesome fucking time ever. Those are my short term goals. Yeah, yeah. That too. Have the most awesome fucking time ever. Yes. So with that, are we, are we finito? I think so. Have we reached the end of our, the end of our journey? I feel like there's a lot of nuggets that people could put to good use mm. golden nuggets yeah we do hope yeah definitely golden nuggets and not of shit knowledge nuggets. yeah we do hope that you have taken many golden nuggets of sweet beautiful delicious knowledge <laughs> from this podcast that you can use to transform your your uh, dating sexual lives and basically become the best possible versions of yourself um if you would like to get in touch with moi then you can do so basically on any kind of social media. It's at Kieran Callum, which is C-I-A-R-A-N-C-A-L-L-A-M, M for mother. And also if you want like any kind of confidence coaching as well, that's more than possible. It can even be done in person or over Skype if we're in a different country or city. How about you, Joseph? How do people get in touch with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously these guys have bought the course and I contact it as a all over them. Uh, yeah, you've got my Instagram, which is Joe Alvin, J-O-E-E-L-V-I-N. Um, I guess probably that. Or email, which is again on the course. It's joe at joealvin.com. J-O-E at J-O-E-E-L-V-I-N.com. Uh, all right. Ta-ta, everybody. Bye.